Am I crazy or is accountability ridiculously hard to find? I have a solution and it's called Dad Matters Masterminds. This is a six month subscription based community once a week for one hour. I'll be jumping on a Zoom conference with several dads. We're gonna have lively discussion and we are going to champion accountability. If you are ready, email me, mana3media, that's M-A-N-A, the number three, media, at gmail.com. Mana 3 Media. Parents out there and friends everywhere, I'm David Wilkinson. I'm a dad of three, a husband and a storyteller who's interested in talking to and learning from distinct parents. And whether the conversations are on my backyard deck, in my car, or on my kayak, welcome to Dad Matters. Welcome to Dad Matters. This is your dad caster of choice, David Wilkinson. And uh, on this podcast, we take parenting seriously, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. And on that note, I would like to introduce you once again to my lovely daughter and co-host, Aubrey Wilkinson. Petty. How are you? I'm good. Good. So I thought we could, uh, I brought some donuts home, and uh, I thought we could play a little bit of the new game that we came up with called Family Fact Finder. I've written down, I've already prepared my two, and I'm guessing that you've got yours as well. Yep. Let me take a bite of donut. Are you happy that I brought donuts home? (laughs) Do you remember that one time you brought donuts home, and you were supposed to surprise us. I, I think you were trying to surprise us, but you were walking into the living room, and you were so proud, and you had, like, the biggest smile on your face. When was this? It, I, like, a month ago. And you opened the donut box <laughs> and tripped, and all of the donuts fell to the ground, and you were, like, screaming, trying to get them back in the box. I don't remember it that way. I thank you, though, for sharing that memory about me, especially since I brought home, you know, free donuts tonight. <laughs> it was so funny. There's some sparkle in like some chocolate so ice. We don't need to, you know, that's not a memory we have to <laughs> indulge, really. Thank you, though. How about we play this game? You want to do this? Mm-hmm. So we're, we spent a lot of time at home over the last few weeks. But um, we came up with a game. We sit around the table, and we started uh, sharing some fun facts. And so here, you want to, I'll go first. Just hand you one. Sure. And you take this one. So I'll read yours first. This is from you, Aubrey. Uh, This is multiple choice. My dream house color would be, and I have to choose which one it is. A, light blue with a yellow door. B, red with a white door. A red house. C, navy blue with a white door. Or D, mint green with a gray door. Well, it's obviously not going to be mint green with a gray door because that's gross. And it what if be it is red that? Because that would mean that your house is a place of either rage or violence or oh. anger because <laughs> you want it to be red. You that better be hope good. that those aren't the ones that are actually the answer. Navy blue. I mean, that's nice. That's a nice tone. That's got a cooling effect. Light blue with a yellow door. I'm going to go with light blue with a yellow door. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I know you so well. Okay. I am glad, though, that... <laughs> 
you didn't pick the other ones. That and would have been hurtful. Yeah, and you know, this it's uh, to each his own. If someone out there has a house that's color of red or mint green, you know, that's fine. That's fine if it works Just for you. lost subscribers, but whatever. I don't think I lost any subscribers. I would have to have subscribers to lose oh. subscribers. All right, next. Uh, you got one of mine? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, I once took a fishing pole to a dam and hooked it to Watch a... Watch um a 32 inch catfish could you read it over please and enunciate please one more time the whole question yes please i once took a fishing pole to a dam and hooked a 32 inch catfish (laughs) you're hilarious (laughs) an alligator Okay, wait, wait. I once went to a dam and I took a fishing pole and... You're acting like you've never heard this question before. You wrote this. But I've talked over you so many times. I want it to be clear. Yeah, maybe you should not interrupt. Okay, last time. (laughs) Okay. I won't interrupt. I once took a fishing pole to a dam. Aubrey. Oh my goodness. And hooked a 32-inch catfish, an alligator, a 20-inch dogfish... Or a garfish. Um, is it a thirty-two inch catfish? Uh, no. Okay, it's a twenty-inch dogfish. You think it's a twenty-inch dogfish? No, fish? an alligator. Well, which one is your second an choice? Alligator. You, got, you already are an wrong. Alligator. So at this point, it's an like a alligator. consolation prize. It was an alligator. I hooked an alligator, and uh, what I was doing with my fishing pole at the dam was stupid, anyways. Dad. Sorry, forgive me. Apologize. All right, here's your last one. Oh my gosh, I know this one. You do? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You go okay. first. All right, we'll see. Um, you wrote down. I have always wanted to name a dog a Roscoe. B Philip or is it Philippe? Philip. Oh, it's Philip. That's the answer. I'm no, trying to trick you. No. Oh, it's not the <laughs> That's answer. That's how you pronounce oh, okay. it. Okay. Uh, C Bandit or D Rolf. Mm-hmm. Or is it Ralph? I mean, it's more like Ralph. Ralph is like in the Muppets. Right. Or, or what right. happens when you eat something gross? Yeah. You, you Ralph. <laughs> you Ralph. Okay. But um, your jokes definitely. Uh, <laughs> Make it your, the show. your jokes definitely belong on Dad Batters. All right. You have always wanted to name a dog Roscoe, Philip, Bandit, or Ralph. I'm going to go with. You like funny names that are normal. I think you want Philip. No. Really? Yeah. What is it? It's Bandit. Really? Yeah. Like a puppy. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> bandit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the next dog that we get, we're, you're not going to get to use that. <laughs> okay. Because I already have a name picked out. You really got that. You hit a high and you just like crushed it. <laughs> I'll be open to it. We'll talk about it. All okay. right. Last one for me. I want to see if you actually know it. I was at a live recording of A, The Late Show with David Letterman, B, an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, C, The Price is Right, or D, an episode of Friends. Now, before you answer this, think long and hard. It's don't C. just Don't just blurt it out and C, guess. C, The Price is Right. That's right. C. But you didn't How did get you called know that? up. Um, that like Vegas vlog you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do a Vegas vlog. Yes, you did, and I remember because we oh, watched it with your brother. <laughs> it was called The Adventures of David and Kevin. <laughs> and then it showed y'all, and you waved in the audience. You didn't get called up or like play, but but yeah, we did see the prices right, and even though we didn't get called, 
uh, throughout the entire episode, every time they'd show the crowd, we were like right in the middle. And I always would put my hands you up. You would like jump. Yeah, I would jump up so I would get my time on television. Yeah. But yeah, well, that was interesting. I, I learned more about you. Did you learn more about me? Kind of. Kind of. I mean, you knew, knew one, one of them. So, but yeah. you knew one of mine, yeah. so... So, Aubrey, this episode is a continuation in the series that we're doing called Recovering Relationship Lost Arts. And in the last episode, I sat down with your mom and she schooled me on some really good insights into uh, healthy me time. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking with a friend of mine. uh, And you know what? That's all I'll say. I'll just tease it out that way. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. And you know what? We started a theme song for this series last week. It was a rap track. I think we're going to just go with it because why not? Yeah. Came a long way, that's what the song said. And I could do all things, I could do all things, yeah, I could do all things, yeah, yeah, we came a long way. Fathers, friends, and listeners, thanks for joining us once again on another episode of Dad Matters. I am your host, I'm your dad caster of choice, David Wilkinson. This is a very important episode for me because I'm getting to sit down with someone that matters a lot to me, um, Mike Courtney, Dr. Mike Courtney. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, David. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be here. I'm glad to have you here. Um, I'm going to let the audience in on a little secret. I met you uh, when you were my counselor. Mm. Uh, that's how we came to know you. My wife and I, uh, when my wife had breast cancer eight years ago, we got to a point several months later where we realized we kind of need a marital tune-up. You know, some practical things had shifted, and we thought, oh, it'll probably be good to go and talk to someone. Um, we sat down with you. Great conversation. You were very, very helpful to us. And then at the end of it, as you do with your very friendly uh, invitation, you said, you know, David, what do you say you and me get together and just keep talking? And I was like, oh, that's not, and I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't need help. Why do you want to talk to me more? What's wrong with me? Uh, but I want to say very transparently to my audience uh, how helpful you have been to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, Mike, there are older episodes where I have referenced things that have come out of conversations in your office where you've helped me as a father. So I'm really glad you're here. Well, thank you for saying that, David. Thank you. This episode is releasing on April 1st. Yeah. You have something big that is happening today on April 1 as well. Absolutely. It's just, it's ironic that we are uh, talking on the same day about this, but out of my friendship with you, I've asked more and more about what you do, about podcasts, about what that means. And finally, uh, I think we mutually agreed together months and months ago to start a project that we decided to call, What Difference Does That Make? A podcast about uh, doing life in a very messy world and particularly uh, about things that really make a difference. You are part of the network family now and uh, the upside is you get to spend a whole lot more time with me, Mike. I had no idea that's what this is about. Maybe we need to rethink (laughs) this whole thing. (laughs) But I am really glad uh, to be connected to you and um, for our listeners, I hope that you guys will check out Mike's podcast. It's called What Difference Does That Make with Dr. Mike Courtney. You can find it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, It's a timely 
podcast. The messaging of that podcast is really hopeful to people right now, you know, while we're in the midst of this COVID-19 thing. Yeah, I think so. So that leads me to this conversation with you. This series that I'm doing in Dad Matters is all about recovering what I would call these lost arts. Wow. This episode is dedicated to the lost art of FaceTime. Mm. The irony is, right now, FaceTime, the Apple product, might actually be a really great way for people to connect with loved ones and friends who are outside of their home. But for all intents and purposes, this episode is about our own household. Mm. This virus has put us inside the same walls where we are already at least in proximity to one another. But I feel like it's worth doing a little bit more of a dive into how we can actually recover this lost art of FaceTime, non-digital FaceTime. And if we're recovering it, it's something that we previously had. Yeah, I think it's uh, an incredibly important topic anytime David, but especially right now, and as you say, we're we're kind of both being forced to to be in the same proximity, and also recognizing that everything that really matters, that's really important, is inside those four walls. So, having said that, uh, kind of the routine of how I'm doing this series is: I have three things, my guest has three things okay. on this subject, and why don't you, since you're the guest, why don't you go first? What's your first thought or takeaway about this idea of recovering FaceTime? Sure, I I think. Uh Maybe one of the things that pops out at me, both in this conversation and in this season of life that we're in with COVID-19 and social separation and, and all of those things, is is to reclaim the importance of ritual. Okay. One of the things in our Western culture that I think we have forgotten is is ritual, how, how important that is. You know, in the, in the uh, Hebrew culture, uh, they would put uh, Matsusa in the in the door frame, and it would be a, a, a little verse of scripture written in a capsule that was in their door frame. The verse of scripture was out of Deuteronomy, what what we know as the Shema, uh, "Hero God, the Lord your God is one." And and when the Jewish family would leave the home, they would touch that, even kiss it, and say, "God be with my going out. God mm-hmm. be with my coming in." This ritual to remind them that they're in this together, and God's in. This. We have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. We we don't have rituals anymore. And so years ago, I started putting some rituals in place. Mm-hmm to remind me of how important my family is to me and to encourage me to do those uh, FaceTime kinds of things. Such as? Well, when when the boys were little, my, my boys have boys now, I'm yep. a grandfather, but when they were little, uh, every time I would see a school bus, I would pray for my children. Uh, so every time I'd pass the school bus, very quickly, not a long prayer, God bless Josh and Jacob today, help them to have a good day. Just every time I would see a school bus, I had a ritual in place, I would I would pray for them. Now I do that for my grandchildren. Every time I pass a school bus, I pray for my grandchildren. By the way, between my house and my office, I go through four school zones every morning. Hmm. So I pray lots of prayers for those kids. But we have incorporated that now even into our our daily routine. My wife, here's a here's a confession. My wife 
is a Wheel of Fortune fan. Okay. She absolutely she can't she can't make it through the day without watching Wheel of Fortune. So since I'm home now, we're we're isolated together. I watch Wheel of Fortune with her. We cheer for Vanna and Pat Sajak. I was about to say, does she does she shout out? Oh, she yells at the letter. Yeah, she's yelling. Why did you say that? I say, you know, sweetheart, they can't hear you, but she <laughs> yells at him anyway. But as a part of our ritual, when that is over then we will make it a point to FaceTime, the other kind of FaceTime, mm -hmm. to FaceTime our children, mm -hmm. talk to our grandkids. That's a ritual every day. How was your day? Make sure you are okay. So we have tried to put in place these rituals that remind us, hey, this is a good time to uh, come in and, and, and talk about the end of the day. Or to this is a ritual that reminds us that this is really important to us and we're going to take time to do that right now when you say that what i'm hearing is that 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 sounds like a relationship anchor that sounds yeah. like a way to not get lost to constantly have something that you can look at or go to that has some repetition behind it so that you are in a familiar situation in those relationships yeah yeah and i i am constantly then reaffirming hmm. you mean so much to me that at this time every day I'm gonna make it a point to sit down with you and 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 look you in the face and talk to you it just I'm reaffirming the value of this relationship mm -hmm. what about you what's your number one thing well my first one that I would share is that FaceTime requires pursuit mm -hmm. when I have done classes uh, for, for dads or Zoom conferences and things of that nature. Which are really, really good, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. We talk about pursuing our children, and I mm -hmm. use this thing called the pursuit formula. And basically, it is all about dedicated time toward your children individually, and it involves being in their world. You're yeah. basically approaching them, you're pursuing them, and you're asking them about their world, and you're doing a whole lot of listening. Mm -hmm. It's not a time for you to say, well, you know what you should do is this. Yeah, good. Boy, that's good. So the pursuit formula, that's specific to our children, but in light of this series that we're doing, The Lost Art of FaceTime, I think it really involves all relationship pursuit. Mm -hmm. we, we have to, even though we are now a lot of times more or less quarantined and inside of four walls with people who we care about, that does not make us actually talk. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it would be easy to close doors when we get bored or, or tired of all of this and to go and to, and to be separate. So I think that it involves going and, and asking questions, an open question that make their eyes light up. Yeah, good. So I think that's mine. The first one would just be that uh, FaceTime involves pursuit. Yeah. What about you? Along that line, I think that's great. And uh, John Gottman, uh, a marriage therapist, talks about we, we're constantly making bids to connect. Okay. And that pursuit of yours is a bid to connect. Yeah. Doris says uh, to me, hey, come look at this squirrel in the backyard. This squirrel's been playing up and down this tree. She is not the least bit interested in that squirrel. She's pursuing me. She's making a bid to connect with me that I would come stand by the window with her and, and look out at that. Um, so my, my second would be to, to dovetail with what you're saying. We need to pursue, but also recognize that we don't pursue everybody equally. 
Right. I think we pursue them to the same degree, but not in the same way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I think it was Ken Blanchard who wrote the One Minute Manager years ago, and one of the things he said is the most unequal thing you can do is to treat everybody equally. Hmm. Uh, the, the best example of that for me is my two sons. I have two sons. Uh, Joshua is very like his, very much like his mother. He's quiet, reserved, almost shy. Uh, Jacob is very much like his dad. He talks way too much and all the time. And so as I pursue them, I have to pursue them in different ways. Jacob, you just say, hey, how are you doing? That's a pretty good pursuit. He just, I mean, it just starts coming out and he talks and he talks. And my pursuit with him is kind of weeding through all of the information and pulling out those few nuggets that really are uh, from his heart that mm -hmm. he's really wanting to say things to me. He's an airline pilot, so he's telling me all the flight routes he's on, everything that, but every once in a while something will come out that's what he really wants to say from his heart. With Joshua, on the other hand, pursuing him, Joshua doesn't talk as much. We have to, we do things together. We do projects. We work in his, mainly they're his projects, by the way, mm -hmm. working in his yard or planting his trees. And then he will surprise me in the middle of that. We're, we're just working side by side, planting a tree, and all of a sudden he opens up and something comes out of his heart. And I think, wow, if I had not pursued him by, by helping him work on his lawnmower, I would have missed that opportunity to get that. Wow. So pursuing them to, this, to the same degree, but not equal, not in the same way, is really, really important for me. And that's, that's true for my wife. I pursue her in a different way. Sometimes I pursue her differently on different days. Some days she wants me to come stand by the window and look at the squirrel. And other times it's uh, watching Wheel of Fortune together. You know, there's mm -hmm. different ways to pursue. That really resonates with me. Uh, my time with my wife and what matters to her is completely different than time with my middle son, Zach. Yeah, good. And I'm in equal time relationship with both of them right now. He's moved back home for now yeah. during the whole COVID-19 thing. Uh, but my FaceTime with him looks completely different than it does yeah. with her. Yeah. That's a, such a good point. And, and if I could piggyback off of that, I would say that um, my wife, I, it took me a long time to learn what really mattered to her. And it really came down to learning her love languages. Yeah. Good. And so I would highly, highly encourage our audience, if you don't know the love languages of the people mm -hmm. in your own house, Google the love languages yeah. and Gary Chapman. Sit, sit around a table and talk about it. Yeah. Ask them what they are. Yeah, Gary, thank you. Gary Chapman. Right. Is that what it's officially titled? The Five Love Languages. The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Uh-huh. Okay, excellent. Thank you. So I think my second one would just be, I just referenced time around the table. Yeah. I, there is something that's magical when we sit down together and we look each other in the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's an appointment. Mm -hmm. When we have time around the table, FaceTime becomes something that is a discipline. Actually, everything we're talking about requires a little bit of discipline. It does. It? Being intentional. That's Being good. intentional. Yeah. And I think that uh, in my house, uh, especially in the last few weeks, when we have decided to have the appointment of sitting around the table. I'm not talking about just for meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about to work a puzzle, to play a board game, 
or to even just talk to each other about things. Um, at the beginning of this episode, my daughter, who is the co-host on this podcast, Aubrey and I, we did kind of a mock version of a game that we kind of came up with a few nights ago. And it's called Family Fact Finder. Oh, that's and good. everyone writes down uh, something that is truth, uh, an, an obscure truth about them that maybe no one around the table knows. When they write it out in the form of a multiple choice, so you have to try to guess which one is the truth. Now, people have made this up probably before. I'm sure there's many versions of it, but it was extremely telling to put those in the basket and we go around the table and we have to ask it and try to figure out about my daughter, which one of those is the truth. I learned wow. so much about her. Yeah. These are things I would not have known if we hadn't sat around the table. And you know, it's important for you to recognize that you don't know everything. That's you it. know, your daughter, probably even with your wife, my wife and I have been married 42 years, and one of the things I say is, one, the only thing I know for sure is there's a lot I don't know about her. So recognizing, man, I can still learn about my son. I can still learn some things about my, about my kids. I, that's, that is a powerful, powerful tool, and no better place to do that than sitting around the table. That's a great, that's a great one. You and Doris have been married how long? 42 years. And you're saying on the record that you don't have her figured out yet. Absolutely. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I think she's been holding things back for 42 years just to, just to make this day happen when she could say, you don't know everything about me. That's the fun little spice. Of it marriage, is. It really is. Yeah. You know, if I can stick another plug in here, sure. uh, I mentioned John Gottman earlier. Uh, if you're if you're struggling with doing this, uh -huh. uh, Gottman has an app you can buy for your phone that's about a dollar ninety nine cents, and it's it's open ended questions for relationships. Oh, beautiful! And so you just you plug in your phone and it just asks a question. If you were the the sovereign leader of your own kingdom which one of the people around this family would you let in and why? You know, those kinds of... Uh, so there's a, there's a great place to find those things you can use around the table. So let's plug that again. I think that's a great resource. John Gottman, uh, Open-Ended Questions. And it's an app for your phone that, uh, that just brings up these open-ended questions. That's what the app's called, Open-Ended Questions. Open-Ended Questions, And yes. if you are doing a search for him, is Gottman two T's? It is, G-O-T-T-M-A-N. Okay, uh -huh. John Gottman, Open-Ended Questions. Yeah. That's an app I'm gonna get right away. That's yeah. great, what a yeah. great resource. Let's see, number three, you got your third one? Yeah, number three. Uh, you know, at the risk of uh, becoming uh, Sunday schoolish, and uh, what better time to do that than during this COVID-19 crisis, uh, I think prayer mm -hmm. is one of the best FaceTime tools that that God ever gave us. Just just praying together uh, as a as a husband and wife. My wife and I started uh, probably 20 years ago as our re as our marriage was being reborn. We started holding hands and praying together every day. Uh, uh, I, I used to joke about, tease about my wife. We were married for five years before she knew there were two six o'clocks in one day. Mm -hmm. She is not an early morning person. Mm -hmm. But we have, we have adjusted our schedule so that every day we hold hands and pray together at the start of the day. Uh, that's FaceTime. Although yes. our eyes might be closed, we are, we are connecting. We're looking into one another's soul. 
and then to do that with our with our children to pray together to make it a point when our family is together we hold hands and pray together uh, you know David when when I was young very young uh, we had what we called the family altar mm -hmm. lots of families had that and every night before we go to bed all the kids would line up in front of the couch we would kneel in front of the couch and pray mm -hmm. this is a great time to reinstate that even if prayer is something that you're not in the, in the regular habit of doing uh, yeah I, I would strongly encourage you to, to get your family together and um, one of the things that that I've always at least tried to let my children know when it comes to praying about anything together is there's no performance here it, this can look and be as messy as you want oh yeah there's plenty of time for there to be you know 10 seconds of silence where you don't even know what to say next mm -hmm. uh, but to kind of be willing to lead with that awkward not comfortable not controlling performance thing yeah and say look we're just gonna we're, we want to we want to ask God during this time to you know take care of people who are overwhelmed in the medical field or I, I remember in one of your previous podcast episodes with one of your staff members that was one of the very things you guys talked about is pray for our medical people yeah uh, pers personnel I yeah. should say um, and for people who might have fear during this time but that fear might even relate to the people who are in our own household yeah yeah, that's good. Really good. That's very helpful. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Good. Thank good. you. Well, this last one, um, you know, to me, this is just more of a perspective thing. Mm -hmm. But my final thing is that because we are more at home right now than ever, that uh, there is a distinction between digital connection and physical connection. In fact, digital connection, if we're not careful, will become physical isolation. Right? Wow, that's a good phrase. You should you should say that again. Okay. That's really a good phrase. Let's see if I can get it right. <laughs> Digital connection can very much lead to physical isolation. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Maybe they're even synonymous. Mm -hmm. Digital connection can be synonymous with physical isolation. Mm -hmm. So what I want to say about that is that's a realistic thing. Mm -hmm. Digital platforms, streaming you know, Netflix, Disney, listening to music, listening to podcasts, we're doing a lot of that right now. Yeah, That's okay. But if it ends up sacrificing this thing that we're trying to recover, which is analog, good old fashioned, non-digital FaceTime, right. we want to keep that in perspective. Uh, you mentioned the love languages and physical touch is yeah. one of those. And that's difficult to do over the the media and so yeah having that face-to-face -face time where we're sitting across the table and every once in a while reaching out and taking my wife's hand or with my grandkids just holding them close uh, in this time of social distancing and and keeping our six feet it it reminds me of how important it is I want to hug my grandkids I want to be close to them and yeah. so yeah making sure that you don't miss out on that on that close face-to-face -face time that's really important that's good David Mike I'm uh, truly grateful to you for being a part of this conversation I have been honored it's fun to fun to be with you you are uh, you're a master at what you do you just oh, you thank put you. all this together and make it 
we we sound so much better in the finished product than we do when we're actually doing this. So you do a great job with that. Well, that's very kind. I think I got you uh, horn swoggled, as they say in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. But I appreciate that, um, parents. I think I'll just you know leave you with this. The last episode was about trying to recover the lost art of me time, and today is about recovering the lost art of FaceTime. They go together, but they're two different tools. We definitely, while we are spending time in our homes a lot right now, we need to have those pockets of time that's just about me, where I can refuel so that I can then do this second thing that we're talking about today, which is engaging with each other with good old-fashioned, non-digital FaceTime. Um, but I thank you guys for joining us today as we continue in our next episode with this series on recovering the lost arts. Yeah, we came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way. You know, when I was talking to Mike, there was something I actually uh, forgot to mention. And it was about the last point when I was talking about how a lot of times digital connection can be synonymous with physical isolation. I think there's a really good metaphor for that. There's a film with George Clooney. It's called Up in the Air. And the title literally describes his life. He travels all over the world for his job. He basically travels from here to there to fire people. He's, he's one of these corporate downsizing guys. And as he's doing that, his whole goal is to live this independent life where he's always on the go and he wants to rack up, I think it's like, 10 million miles. There's like this obscene amount of miles and frequent flyer miles that he's trying to rack up. And it's just because he has this goal. Um, while they're telling his story, they actually show interviews with people who in real life have been let go from their jobs. And what they talk about is that what got them through it was their family and their friends who helped them through those difficult times to get back to a place of normalcy. Which I feel like during this during this day and age right now, with everything that's been going on with COVID-19, there's a lot of people who are fearful about their jobs. Um, and as we are trying to reclaim FaceTime, I think it's an awesome opportunity for us to connect with one another and be there for each other through thick and thin, with all the fears, with all the little trivial things, because that's how we will connect with one another. And um, I guess that's that. All right, Aubrey, what did you think? Um. No? <laughs> you want another donut? Um, no. Okay. All right, well, let's uh, take them out then, Aubrey. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You're supposed to say the catchphrase. Oh, I didn't know that that's what that meant. I was just like, okay. You clearly don't want to be the co-host for this show. <laughs> okay, put down your phone and hug your kids. That was beautiful. All right, well, parents, uh, we hope you join us for the next Reclaiming Relationship Lost Arts. And that's going to be dropping in two weeks. <laughs>